Thanks for joining us on the Father's House podcast, where we are leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. Want to learn more about us? Check us out online at thefathershouse.com. We'd love to stay connected. Now, let's go to this week's message. Good morning. Welcome to church. We already had church. I think we can just go home. Right? Man, that worship was so amazing. We are truly blessed here at the Father's House, aren't we? That we have amazing, talented, submitted to the Holy Spirit worship leaders here. And man, I am so, I was like, Hannah, do I have like black, like mascara? Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Man, I was just over there just like Eddie said, I was just wrecked. I was just, yeah, God, fill me up. You know, and it was like when we were singing that, it's your breath in our lungs. You know, I was thinking about, it was like, like Jen was talking about when you, when you sing something over and over, and you can get kind of um, rote or robotic in, in like your favorite songs or songs that you sing all the time, but it was like he gave me fresh revelation and hit me up the side. It, it's my breath that I've put in your lungs. You know, and I was just like, yes, why would I not pour it back out on you, the living God who has given me life? Amen? Well, Happy New Year. It's a brand new year. 2022, 2021 is behind us, and we are forging forward into 2022. It's a brand new year, a first of the month, first of the week, um, not first of the morning because, you know, it's 1145. It's almost, it's almost noon lunchtime. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's first, a lot of firsts. And we're going to talk about first today. First things first is actually what I'm titling this message today. And if you're not familiar with that saying, first things first, I looked up the definition. And that saying is used to say that one should do the things that are most important before doing other things. For example... I know you're eager to start shopping for a car, but first things first, everybody say first things first, you need to find out how much you can afford to spend, right? The problem is half the time I don't think that we do that. I actually believe that uh, here in America we have a first things first problem. I really believe that a lot of our problems stem from not putting first things first, just in the general sense. Or more accurately, we put the wrong things in the first position. Now, the Bible tells us that we are to put first or to seek for or what to seek first. And it's found in Matthew 6, 33. It's on the screen. Let's all say it together. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The word seek in Matthew 6, 33 is a present imperative verb that means one is to pursue something and keep on pursuing it without stopping. That's what this word seek means in this passage, that we're to keep doing it. It's not a, we seek God in the morning, we say our prayers, I'm done, I'm done for the day. No, seek the kingdom of God first and keep on seeking the kingdom of God. Now, Matthew 6 is in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, if you've ever heard that, that uh, talked about before, the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount is actually Matthew 5 through 7, and 6, obviously, sits right in the middle, right? Math teaching today. How about that? Uh, so it sits right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, and it's called the Sermon on the Mount. Why? Because Jesus was on the side of a mountain. Sermon on the Mount. There you go. Jesus teaches about the kingdom of God and what it looks like to live a life in his kingdom, and I love in, in this, you know, you can't just take, 
You can't just take one sentence out of the Bible and then just run with it, right? And this particular sentence starts with the word, but, which tells me that there is something before the but that I'm not supposed to do, right? I see you giggling about saying the word but. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to laugh in church. We can laugh. Just get it all out. No, but there's something before that that obviously he's telling us that we shouldn't do because he says, but seek first the kingdom of God. Now, we're going to get to that a little bit later in the teaching because I'm going to show you what it is that we're not supposed to do. Now, I'm going to pull out four different observations, a couple just from this sentence alone, but then the last two are going to be from the whole passage that we're going to read together. And the first that I want to present to you the, an observation that I see in this Matthew 6:33 is that we're to set a priority. We're to set a priority. Now, I can only set the priority for me, and you can only set a priority for you. I can't do it for you, Pastor Terry, Pastor Tim. None of the staff here can do it for you. Your next-door neighbor, can't, your spouse can't do it kids, your parents cannot set this priority for you. That is your responsibility and your responsibility alone. You have to set the priority. See, Jesus is the ruler of a new kingdom, and he calls his followers to make pursuing his kingdom a priority. We are called to seek first the kingdom of God, make the kingdom of God our primary concern. The word first is not a reference to to time per se, but more so quality. The sense of above all things is obvious in Matthew 6, 33. Jesus is not teaching that we should seek the kingdom first and then go out and seek other things, but that there should be an exclusive orientation to the divine kingdom and his righteousness. A second aspect of the kingdom being a priority is the command to pursue it or to seek it. More than having an awareness that God is first and greater than other sources, we are commanded to seek his kingdom. Our seeking is intentional. God does not force us to seek him. He's not up there going, you will seek me or else. He doesn't do that. God doesn't force us. The Bible says actually that his spirit draws us. In John 6, you'll find that. But he doesn't force us. If he forced us, then he might as well just made a whole bunch of robots. I don't know if you've ever had to, I I don't even know if I should say this because this is really weird, but I don't even, how can you have a relationship with a robot? I know there's weirdos out there that have tried. I'm sorry if you're one of those weirdos, but I'm glad that you're saved and redeemed, okay? But no, seriously, how can you, How can you love and receive love and have a relationship with a robot? If I told my husband what to do all the time, (laughs) as soon as that came out of my mouth, I thought, okay, well. No, but seriously, if I told him what to do every time, if I said, now, it's, it's, it's almost, it's 1151, it's almost time for you to say I love you, don't forget. If he can't say that on his own, we got a problem right? God didn't create robots. He doesn't force us to seek after him. He wants a relationship with us. So he, because of his kind, listen to me, because of his kindness and his goodness, he draws us to himself. And then we have relationship with him, right? 
We don't seek God by accident. See, seeking is a deliberate choice to search for God with the eyes of our heart. I love this. Author John Ortberg writes about the pursuit of God in his book, God is Closer Than You Think. Using the popular children's books, Where's Waldo, to illustrate the mystery of God, he states, Where's Waldo? Why doesn't he show himself plainly? Why does he hide his face? He is not absent, but he is elusive. He is Wallace Abscanditis, the Waldo who hides himself. He is on every page, but you must look for him. Let every day, every moment of your life be another page. God is there. The scriptures tell us he is on every one of them. Pursuing God is a mysterious task, and it is intentional. I want you to get out your phone for a second. Everybody get out your phone. It's okay to do this in church. Get out your phone, and I want you to go to thefathershouse.com, there to that um, first page, because here at the Father's House, you know, if you, if you just come on Sunday mornings or you come on a first Wednesday and you get 30 minutes of a teaching here and there, and that's even if you were to come every single Sunday. But let's say that you were only here one time in a month. That is not enough to sustain you. Would you go just one time a month eating? I might need to. But you wouldn't survive right? How much more do we need God? Do we need him to sustain us, right? So here at the Father's House, we create opportunities that you can take these opportunities and run with them. And guess what? You get to pursue them. Do you know why it said in that song, we praise him, that, that our, our worship, our, our praise is a weapon that silences the enemy? Why? Because we're seeking God first, in our worship, we're seeking God first above my problems, above my circumstance. I'm saying, nope, you're great, you're greater. I am silencing the enemy by putting God first, right? So there's these things that we do here around the Father's house, creating opportunities for you to pursue God. And I said, you pursue him because it's you that has to pursue him, right? The very first thing that comes up there um, on upcoming events is leave a legacy. Are you all seeing this on your phone? You're following with me. Okay. So leave a legacy. That's a great opportunity for you to pursue God's kingdom, for you to sow into God's kingdom, and watch him do something great with it. Right? We're the church. We're supposed to be sowing into the one who is above the church. Right? Right? So leave a legacy, leave an offering. Offering is above the 10%, which is the tithe. God has commanded that we give that back to, it's his anyway. But the legacy offering, that's over and above our tithe. I encourage you to pray and ask God, what is it? What, 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 what seed do you want me to sow into the kingdom this year for 2022? The next one you see is liking Jesus. That's a Bible reading plan that actually ended today. I hope that you guys got all that. It was a really, really good Bible reading plan. The next one that you see is our 2022 quarterly corporate fasting. How many of you were here back in October when I taught on fast, pray, praise? Okay, a lot of you are not raising your hand. Go back to thefathershouse.com on the archives and look up October 24th. And I want you to watch that in the next few days. Watch that. Because God gave us as a staff 
a battle plan for 2022. And then he had me teach on it, which was really awesome that we're to proclaim a fast, we're to pursue God in prayer, and then we're to stand in praise. That that's like the nail in the coffin. Remember the finish him. I was going to bring that back today only for my pure, uh, pure enjoyment to laugh because some of it caught you off guard and it was the greatest thing ever. I, can, I just, can I just be honest with you? I've gone back and watched that a few times just for that moment. And I wish that it caught on camera people's faces, but I saw them, so it's like a running movie in my mind, so it's awesome. But go back and watch that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're missing out. You are missing out. Go back and watch that. If you click on that one, let's just click on that one and go into it. You can see all of the different dates. Those dates, dates that you see are the first few days of each quarter that we're going to do a three-day corporate fast together. We're going to pray, and you can see that there, there will be directed prayer held each day on those particular days. So tomorrow morning, Pastor Terry will be on at 6 a.m. If you don't catch it at 6 a.m., it's running all the time. So you can go back and watch it. 6 a.m. on the 3rd, 4th, and the 5th. He's going to direct us in prayer on those mornings. And then you can see down there, there's another resource, Pray First. That's an app that you can go to your app store with whatever um, platform you use. And you can download that. I have that on my phone. It's a great resource. It's got music on there. It's got um, Bible on there. It's got prayers on there. It's got a whole bunch of different um, great stuff that you can use to pursue God every day. You can see that there's information about fasting, why do we fast, what the goal is of fasting, um, that there are uh, suggested schedule, the evening, so tonight before we begin the fast, uh, morning of the fast, lunchtime, afternoon, evening. There's some three-day fast examples that you can see on there, the Esther fast, uh, the Daniel fast is one. There's actually a, um, you can download the Daniel fast uh, guide. This is trying to run the video. Oops. And then there's a video there that talks about the Daniel fast. There's also church prayer declaration. So make sure that when you go home today, that you look over this, that you get everything that you can. And I believe that we do have some of these that are printed out front if you want to grab one on your way out today. And if not, we'll get it printed for you if you'll just stick around for a few minutes and we'll, we'll get that in your hand. But um, some great resources. Don't miss out on this. Don't miss out. If you've never done a fast before, this is an amazing, amazing tool that Pastor Anita has put together on the website for us that we can look at this step by step. This isn't a necessarily a step by step that you should do this, but if you've never done it before, maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you need to follow this step by step until you get in the habit of fasting and praying because that's part of the Christian life. Jesus said when you fast. He didn't say if you fast or if you ever get around to fasting. No, he said when you fast because he's assuming that now you're a Christ follower and this is the way a Christ follower lives. They fast regularly. Somebody accidentally clicked on the video too. That's awesome. So if you go out of that one, then you can look at the very next thing is not a fan. Not a fan is the next Bible reading plan that we're going to do. It starts tomorrow. If you click on that, particular graphic, you'll be directed to Uversion. If you don't have Uversion, you can uh, download that onto your phone, but Uversion is a Bible app, and you can join the reading plan along with the rest of us that are going to be starting that tomorrow. Let's all do the same thing. You know, God loves unity. 
God loves unity. How much will he work and will he move in unity? What would it be like if we were all on the same page every day of this fast, fasting and praying? I'm going to tell you what, it's some exciting stuff to think about. I'm so expectant for this year, you can't even imagine. The next thing you come to is First Wednesday, and you'll see that it, it looks a little bit different because we're going forward. We're going to call our First Wednesday experience, our First Wednesday service, Encounter, because we want to have an encounter with the living God. Now, an encounter with the living God is not subject to First Wednesdays alone. Please know that, that you are encountering the living God right here and right now. You can encounter the living God in your car on the way home today, right? Because God is everywhere. But we want to encounter him. We want, we want to create an atmosphere where you can encounter him corporately. So make sure, because every single quarter that we do the fast, we are going to end it on Wednesday night, that Wednesday night with a night of worship, because we're going to do this battle plan, fast, pray, and praise. At the very end of it, we'll also break the fast with communion. We'll do that on that night as well. So make sure that you get here on that night. I'm you want to be a part of what, you're going to be left behind in the stands this year. Can I just tell you that? Jen, what you were saying was so right on because I'm feeling that so much. You are going to be left behind in the stands if you don't stand up and take initiative and responsibility and do something this year. I really believe that 2022, that something is so great on the horizon. I, I, I just, it's just a feeling that I have. And then the last thing you'll see there, not the last thing, but the last thing that we're really going to talk about is the Sisterhood Connect. And so, ladies, that's an opportunity for you, that you can come and connect with your sisters and connect with God and pursue him and pursue his kingdom in that event. It's a free event, but we need you to register because we want to be prepared for you. We want to make sure that we have all of the things for every single. We don't want anyone to be left out. And then that last thing that you see is the Bible um, going to the Holy Land that we've had to postpone again. So make sure that you're looking back to see when we are putting that back on the schedule. So it's up to you. It's like I've taken the ball and I've kicked it and it's in your part of the court. Now you have to take this and today you've got to go home. You've got to start to make a plan. Don't make it by yourself though. Make it with God. Okay, can we do that? So the very next thing, so we're, we're setting a priority, right? That's the first thing that we've got to do. We've got to set a priority. We've got to set our mind. It's like, you know, the scripture, we, we set our, our mind on things above, what Pastor Tim read earlier. We've got to set our thing, set our mind on things above. We've got to set a priority. The second thing that I see in this passage is submit to authority. I told first service that I really believe that there may possibly be some of us in this room or watching online that have a hard time in this area. And I'm not even talking about submitting yourself to God. I'm just talking about submitting yourself under authority in everyday life. See, we've got to take the Bible in its whole context. We can't just pick out the things that we like or the things that, that um, uh, fit for the moment for us. God says in Romans 13 that all authority has been put in place by God. He didn't say some authority. He said, all authority has been put in place by God. And the next part of that scripture says, and to rebel against that authority is to rebel against God. We have got 
to understand this principle of submitting to authority. Kids, you are to be submitted to the authority of your parents. Whether you like what they say or not, this is what God says. People, there are people have been put in place in government official that they are in a position of authority. We, we don't have to like or agree everything, but God tells us and commands us that we're to pray for them. That's in God's word. We're to lift them up in prayer. And then when we do that, we'll live a life of peace. Read it, find it, search it out. Now let me remind you that there is a reason it's called a kingdom. There is a king and not just any king. He is the king of kings. He has all authority. He rules, reigns, and owns it all. That's not a Pastor Andrea statement. That's a Bible statement, and I'm getting ready to show you. Psalm 24.1 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. Exodus 19.5, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine. Job 41.11, Who has first given to me that I should repay him? Whatever is under the whole heaven is mine. Deuteronomy 10:14. Look, the highest heavens and the earth and everything in it all belong to the Lord your God. Haggai 2:8. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. Psalm 50:12. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the Lord and its for the world and its fullness are mine. Psalm 50:10. For every beast of the forest is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. Philippians 4.19 says, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And then Deuteronomy 8.17 and 18 says, if you start thinking to yourselves, I did all this and all by myself, I'm rich, it's all mine, well, think again. Remember that God, your God, gave you the strength to produce all this wealth so as to confirm the covenant that he promised to your ancestors as it is today. See, the scripture is clear that our pursuit is not just for any kingdom. We are to seek God's kingdom. We are called to pursue and submit to the reign and rule of Almighty God. Perhaps one reason God seems distant and the worries of life seem dominant is our reluctance to submit to his authority. The Bible says God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You'll find that in 1 Peter 5. See, Jesus Christ is the good shepherd, but he is also the reigning king of kings. Let's not forget that. Now, you can try and be king, but let me remind you that just like any kingdom, there are enemies, and alone, you can't fight the enemies that come against this kingdom. And you just don't have the resources to sustain it either. You can even try and build your own kingdom, but know that one day it will fall as every kingdom ever erected has. The only kingdom that has lasted and will last throughout eternity is God's kingdom. Now, William Booth, founder of the Salvation Army, was asked about the secret of his success and the impact that the Salvation Army was having upon the world. Booth paused and spoke with tearful eyes. He said, I will tell you the secret. And here it is. God has all of me. There is of me. There have been men with better brains, greater talents, and greater opportunities. 
but from the day I got a vision for what Jesus could do with the poor of London, I made up my mind that God would have all of William Booth there was. See, General Booth knew the Salvation Army had only one commander-in-chief, whose rank and power surpasses all of our futile attempts to govern our own lives. So first, what are we going to do? We're going to set a priority. Number two, we're going to submit to authority. And number three, did you know that when you seek God's kingdom and his righteousness, first, that you will silence all fear and worry? I'll prove it to you. Remember when I said there was something before the but? We're getting ready to read what it is that we're not to do. Um, starting at verse 25 says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is, it not, li is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you. How many of you in this room, or if you're watching online, do you struggle in the area of fear and worry and anxiety? No, no shame in this place. This is just, this is no judgment. You struggle with this. Can I tell you that based on scripture, and I believe that scripture is 100% absolute truth. Based on this right here, if you will seek God's kingdom, if you will seek it continually, if you will seek it continually, if you will seek his righteousness continually, you have the power to silence Fear, worry, anxiety. I dare you to do it. I dare you to prove me wrong. Because God's word is truth. He is, he is not a God who can lie. It's not in his nature. So if you do that, I know what's going to happen. You are going to be so full of, of, of power and full of um, strength and so full of hope and faith. We're going to have to like, Ooh, settle down. <laughs> settle down a little bit, right? But this, this is who our God is. This is what he does. I want you to listen to that same passage in the message version. If you decide for God, living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. There is far more to life than the food you put in your stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Look at the birds, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description, careless in the care of God, and you count far more to him than birds. 
Has anyone by fussing in front of the mirror even gotten taller by so much as an inch? All this time and money wasted on fashion. Do you think it makes that much difference? Instead of looking at the fashions, walk out into the fields and look at the wildflowers. They never primp or shop, but have you ever seen color and design quite like it? The 10 best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never even seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how he works. So steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Amen? Amen. Wow, that's some powerful stuff. But don't let the enemy twist God's word and, and, and make you into believing that, oh, well, I just sit back on my couch and just bless me, God. I'm praying today. I'm seeking out for you. So open up the windows of heaven and bless me. No. Remember what I said. You can't just take one piece of the Bible and pull it out. You've got to take the whole Bible in context. Because there is scripture that says if you don't work, you don't eat. You don't work, you don't eat. Right? So there's, there, there's a part that we play. This is a partnership. It's a relationship. But we've got to put first things first. And we've got to seek after God's kingdom first and his righteousness. That brings me to the last one. The last observation that I see is when we do that, see, God commands us th of, of things. But have you ever noticed when there's a command, it's followed up by a promise? He doesn't just say, you're going to do this and this and this for me, and then you're going to do this and this. No, he says, if you'll do this then I'm going to do this, and I really want to do this over here. It, I, I, I see him sometimes as this, like, you know how, oh, well, we just went through Christmas, like Christmas morning, you know, Zeke, maybe you were, like, so excited you couldn't wake, wake up, and so, like, like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, you're like, oh, my gosh, is it time to get up yet? I cannot wait. You know, sometimes I, I see God as that for us, that he's, he, he's, he's peering over, and he's like, oh, there's my son, there's my daughter. Oh, my gosh, I cannot wait to get. I told first service, if you knew what, what, what was out there, you would pee your pants because he has so much for each and every one of us, that we, we can't even grab a whole, we can't even grasp what he has for you. And if he told us, you'd do the other thing. <clears throat> You'll get that later on your way home. If he told us at all, we'd freak out and run, right? He's told me some things in my life, and not, like doing this right here. Mm-mm, no way. But I finally submitted to him, and I said, God, if this is what you want for my life, who am I to say any different? Like that song, it's your breath that's in my lungs. Folks, I am sold out to Jesus Christ. I am no longer mine. I am his. Right? So when we seek after him, we secure the promise. That's the last point. We secure the promise. See, securing the provision that God promises in Matthew 6.33 flows from this basic understanding that God is not interested in building your kingdom. 
but he is extremely committed to meeting your needs that empower you to build his kingdom. I'm going to say that again. God is not interested in building your kingdom, but he is extremely committed to meeting your needs that empower you to build his kingdom. We're here on this earth for him, folks, whether you like it or not. We are here for him. We were created by him and for him. We are created by him to bring glory to him in everything that we do. We were created to bring hope on this earth. We were created to, to advance the gospel. We were created to advance his kingdom in the earth. So rather than being preoccupied with material things, our first ambition should be to seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, knowing that as we do so, this is the comfort in knowing God's word and knowing his, when, I, when I do his commands. Knowing that as we do so, he has pledged himself with covenant faithfulness to respond. How does he respond? All of these things shall be added to you. That is his response. That shall be added means to add again or to repeat. It's not just a one and done. But as we seek him, remember we talked about from the very beginning, that word seek in that passage is an over and over and over again. And when I over and over and over again submit myself and seek after his kingdom, he is faithful to again and again and again and again, and we can't say and again enough that he will add to and provide for us. He has to. It's his character. It's his nature. He cannot go against his nature. He cannot go against the truth of his name. I've talked to you guys before about all the different names. You've got to know his names because in the time that I am in need, a provision, I call on Jehovah Jireh, who is my provider. Because that is who he is. And whoever I need in that moment is who he will come rushing in as. But we've got to seek his kingdom first. Because he is not interested in, in building yours. He is not interested in you pursuing that which you desire. But he has to respond. You want to get God's attention? Begin to pursue him. Begin to seek him out in your entire, every single area, not just in the morning. When you wake up in the morning and you say, I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to do my daily prayer. No, seek his kingdom all day long. Seek him first. Remember, don't think time, think quality. Seek him first in all that you do, all day long, with every fiber of your being. Seek him and watch everything fall into place around you. Now there's a story of a young boy and his father who saw a dead squirrel in the road. The father used the occasion to tell his son about the danger of running onto the road when cars are passing by. A few days later, the boy's mom buckled him into his car seat and reminded him that seatbelts are provided for his safety. If we're in a car wreck, she said, these seatbelts and car seat would help protect us. I know, said the boy, 
And dad said, when you get hit by a car, you turn into a squirrel. Now we laugh at the boy's failure to understand his father's instruction, but our failure to understand and apply the promises of our heavenly father is not a laughing matter. See, God made an incredible promise to care for us with greater concern than the flowers and the birds. But he also instructed us where and how to find his provision. And he said, if you will seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Do you wanna live fearless without worry in 2022? Do you wanna position yourself this year in such a way that God can flow all of his resources through? Then seek God's kingdom first and seek his righteousness first. Or I could say it like this, Jesus is the personification of the kingdom. So simply, first, just seek Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for illuminating things in our life. Holy Spirit, help us to, to know what that next step is to take, whether it is uh, that we need to set a priority, that that's where we need to focus in on, or, or maybe it's believing that, that you, you do have great things for us and that you, you, there's this great promise that you will take care of us and that we need to, to further be deepened in the area of trust in you, God. Whatever it is, Holy Spirit, lay it on our heart so that we can write it down, so that we can truly take it, we, n not that we would just say, oh, yeah, that's great, I need to work, but that we would truly take action and that we would take a next step, God, because the desire of our heart is that we wanna be more like your son. We wanna live 2020, 2022 and beyond in the fullness of all that you have for us. And we know just as Jen sang this morning, that we have to be filled to overflowing with you to have any sort of a lasting impact and to bring your kingdom to this earth. Maybe today your next step is that you need to get back in right standing with God. Maybe you have gone away from pursuing him. He's constantly pursuing you. He's never stopped. But maybe today you realize that it's been a while and something needs to change and that you need to make a recommitment back to him and that you need to get back into right standing with your God. Maybe your next step today is that you've never done that at all and that you need to do that for the first time. See, like I said, Jesus is the good shepherd. He's also the King of Kings, but he is also our savior, our redeemer and our deliverer. And I don't know one person who doesn't need a savior or a redeemer or a deliverer or a restorer. So if that's you today in either one of those categories, I would just ask you that you would just lift up your hand. Just lift up your hand real boldly. Thank you. Lift up your hand. Thank you. I see that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hands going up all over the place. That is the greatest decision that you will ever make in your entire life is to follow after him. Now I can give you the words of a prayer for you to recite, but it's you who has to submit the heart. I can't do that for you. But I promise you that if you will submit your heart to him and be sold out 
for him that you will do great things in his kingdom and live a life of purpose and impact that you could never even imagine. So let's all say this prayer together with those that have raised their hands. Let's all say this all from the front to the back. Let's say this prayer together. Dear Jesus, thank you for your free gift of salvation. I recognize today that I am a sinner in need of a savior. So today, I confess my sins to you. I ask you to forgive me. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus, you are Lord. You died and you rose again to bring me new life and to bring me life more abundantly. Now, Holy Spirit, come and help me. Help guide and direct me. Give me strength and wisdom to walk out this life that God has called me to. And we pray that all in the precious, holy, wonderful name of Jesus Christ. And all of God's, God's people said, amen, amen. Come on, let's celebrate. Did you, did you get something today? Did you? I, I'm sorry, but I put a lot of homework in your court, but I hope that you do it because, man, 2022 is going to be awesome. It's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in your life. We would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps might be, visit thefathershouse.com slash next. Join us next week as we continue to love God, help people, and build the